Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. I want to welcome everyone to a new episode and to a new week. Happy March, everyone. I hope you are having a great month so far, and I hope that you will take advantage of Women's History Month this month and read some great books, some engaging books, and talk a little bit about some women that have paved the path for where we are today. On my Facebook page, I listed a great list from MightyGirl.com of a lot of great women's history books. So maybe you have time to check that out. So many of my episodes come from conversations that I have with other homeschool moms or just other parents in general. And today's episode comes from a conversation that I had with a homeschool mom recently that was talking about how busy they were and how our schedules are honestly just as busy, if not more busy, than our counterparts with kids in school. And we talked about the fact that there are some weeks that we have so many things going on between classes and lessons and field trips and play dates and all those kinds of things that we get to the end of the week and we are amazed at how much we've accomplished as far as some of the activities that we've done, but perhaps not so much specific academic, quote, schoolwork. And honestly, this is true. This is true. Sometimes we get to the end of the week and we realize that uh, we have completed all of two math lessons, maybe one page in one of their workbooks, and we did no writing except for perhaps a grocery list and don't eat this on their box of cereal that they were able to pick out at the store. That's my house quite often. And sometimes we start to question what are we doing? Are our kids really suffering educationally for this kind of crazy schedule that we sometimes fall into? And oh no, we're suddenly behind and we have to quote catch up. And this is so common. We hear this all the time in discussions at park days and other homeschool gatherings. And a lot of us are guilty of it, including myself. But One of the things that some veteran homeschoolers always end up kind of coming around to is that we have to stop and look at the big picture. Our kids in this busy schedule that we are engaging in, they're living life and they are learning to manage their time in reality. In my opinion, the school day is an artificial construct that does not mimic real life. It's a bubble. You're dealing with same age peers and this is only happening at this one stage of their life. It's not happening in the rest of their life. That's not how reality is. You're dealing with a variety of people. Even in college, you have a variety of ages in classes from your, you know, and it's not even your typical 18 to 22-year-olds. You have kids that are early teens, sometimes 12-year-olds are in these college classes, all the way up to 70, 80 years old. So it's a huge variety, even in college. But with homeschooling, most of these activities are mixed ages, and they are often dealing with adults in ways that many kids don't get to deal with adults on a regular basis. They're not dealing them with as a teacher 
and only listening to their lecture and listening to their instructions, but they're having conversations with these adults and they're engaging with them. I absolutely love it when I see homeschool kids having these in-depth conversations with adults about something and the adults are like enthralled with them and they are often surprised at the knowledge base that they have about whatever the topic is they're discussing. And afterwards, more than once, I've heard these adults comment with how impressed they are and wow, like kids usually, you know, don't say much of anything or if they do, it's certainly not the kind of conversation that they just engaged in. And I love seeing this. And this communication is a real skill that's necessary, but it also needs to be practiced. It needs to be experienced. And you're not always getting those communication skills in that bubble of a same age peer classroom. It just isn't happening. But you've got young kids, and I'm talking six, seven, eight years old, getting really interested in learning a lot about a topic, and they're able to go and have an intelligent conversation with an adult in a way that just normally doesn't happen. And I love seeing that. And it's all part of this busy schedule that we are in. Even if it's just a conversation with the mailman at the post office, and they're saying, hey, I'm mailing this to my grandma, and she lives in New York and did you know that that was 1800 miles and you know kids come up with some of these fascinating you know facts and tidbits and they're engaging with these adults and these adults are like wow that's interesting I did not know that they're learning all of these things just by doing doing things in our day-to-day lives I know running from activity to activity and managing these schedules and learning about things as they come up, it is real life. And managing their time and juggling activities and multitasking, these are all really important skills to learn. And it's not like you can have a curriculum for it. It just doesn't work that way in most cases. You learn by doing it. You learn by living it. And it's really important, I think, to learn these, these skills, and they are all skills, but they're also important to learn without the major stress of a bad grade or losing sleep because an assignment is due the next day and there simply isn't enough time in the day to complete it if they were dealing with a school situation. But yet, they can deal with some of these issues without the stress, without the added stress of some of these deadlines and some of these these, uh, structures that are set up that they are having to operate in. And I love that. Now, obviously, dealing with deadlines and having to manage schedules, that's still something that they have to deal with. But you're dealing with it on a an easier scale, I think. It's a little bit more forgiving and it's it's a bit more of a realistic situation. Now, obviously, I still agree that learning to read and write and the academic skills are obviously all important too, but it's been shown over and over that these skills don't have to be learned with a text and a workbook and a lecture and a curriculum. These skills can be learned just by usage and life and necessity. There isn't age guidelines on a lot of these skills. The age guidelines that are exist now for grades, 
those were created by someone. They were never, it's not like some massive golden book that has all the absolutes in it. This was just something someone created. And over and over, research has shown that a lot of these skills should be learned later, but schools keep pushing them younger and younger despite all the evidence that shows otherwise. So people give examples all the time of kids learning years worth of grammar or math in just a few months because they're mature enough to process the information and it comes easier when they're ready. They need to suddenly write a paper and they don't have a lot of skills doing that, let's say. But suddenly you sit down and you say, this is how you do it. And they are an older child, maybe 12, 14, who knows. And you sit down and you show them an example and boom, they can do it. They can do it because it's something they're ready for. It's a necessity for whatever they want to write a report for or a research paper or whatever it might be. And it's something that they're suddenly invested in. So when they're invested and they're ready, those skills are going to come so much easier. And of course, we all talk about learning by doing, you know, basically adding up prices at the grocery store or saving up money to purchase something or how long does it you have to wait for your birthday? How many more days is it? All those kinds of things. All those are math skills being learned on a daily basis. You know, kids learn more deeply when the information is relevant. You know, things like history or science, they can be so boring when they are read in a text. But when you're at the tide pool and you're experiencing the sea life, it's real. You're suddenly going to be paying more attention to those intertidal levels and the different things in the tide pools and the, the life cycle and all of those things are more real and they're suddenly way more interesting and you're going to remember that information. Same with a museum, with history. You're walking through a museum and you're suddenly interested in this battle scene that they are depicting in a in a display and suddenly you want to learn about that and you're going to read some books and you're going to look at the displays and suddenly that's something that you're interested in and you're going to pick up that information because suddenly it's real to you and it's something that you can be engaged with. I know many homeschool parents will tell you, myself included, that we have learned so much with our kids that we never learned in school. Simply because we're engaged with the information, we are learning it in a meaningful way. And that is really key. I can't even remember, honestly, hardly any history that I learned in high school because every history class that I took was simply walking in, getting your textbook out, reading a chapter, doing the questions at the end of the chapter, turning in the paper, and leaving class. Occasionally there might be a film involved, but that was it. And honestly, I don't remember a lot of those dates and events and people. I really don't. But by reading historical fiction, by reading biographies, by going to museums, by seeing reenactments, by watching videos, by reading things like horrible histories, which you know are irreverent and funny, but still very factual, 
I have learned way more about history as an adult homeschooling my kids than I ever did in school. And that is, is for sure. So I really wanted to share this with you today just to remind you not to worry about getting behind or not doing enough, about not getting to the end of the week or end of the month and stressing out because, oh my gosh, we didn't get you know three chapters done this month like we were supposed to and now we're behind. I really want you to try to let go of some of that. I agree that sometimes we do want to complete the different skills that are in a book or in a program that we're using. But who says they have to be done within a year? Maybe they can be spread out over the course of two years. Those things are allowed. That's okay. You don't have to stick with all the rules that we have been brought up with because they're not so relevant anymore. You're paving your own way and doing it your own way. Because I can assure you, kids are learning way more in the big picture than they would if they were in school. They are learning way more of a, a broader scope of skills as well as academics. So give yourself permission to stop stressing about not meeting certain deadlines or not completing something and enjoy the ride. So I hope this gave you something to think about this week. I hope you'll check me out on Instagram where I'll be sharing some women's history books this month, as well as check out that book list I mentioned on my Facebook page for Women's History Month as well. Have a great rest of the week. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.